Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 31st of January and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can pause the slideshow here and read the disclaimer in full or if you are listening on a podcast head on over to our website marcustoday.com.au and you can read the disclaimer there you can also sign up for a free two-week trial if you're not yet a member all right well we had another interesting volatile night in the u.s to say the least we did anticipate some of that to some extent which is why our spy futures did not react the way some may have thought For the record, though, the Dow Jones closed up 565 points, or 1.65%, to 34,725. That was just six points off its high for the day of 571 up. But it did have a low of 353, so another 910-odd point trading range for the Dow Jones. So a pretty volatile session in the U.S., but it was earnings trumping Fed fears on Friday and we did see those good earnings from Apple really helping to calm the market and not only calm the Dow but also calm the Nasdaq up 3.13% 418 points to 13,771 so a big big rally in those tech stocks led by the likes of Apple which was up nearly 7% Meta was up 2.4% Google up 3.4% Microsoft up 2.8 Amazon up 3.1 Netflix though not doing quite so well they were slightly easier down 0.6 and even Block managed a 4.5% rise on Friday the S&P 500 closed up in the middle for diddle there 2.43% 105 points to 44 32, and you would think with all this volatility in the US that the VIX index would be pushing higher, but no, say nay. It was down at 9.28%, three points to 28 points. Spy Futures showing a loss of 16 points. Don't forget, we did have a 153-point rally on Friday, which was anticipating some of this from the US So that 16-point loss on SPY futures. You'll notice that SPY futures currently trading at 6,896, whereas the ASX is trading at 6,988. So there's about a 100-point difference at the moment. Why are the SPY futures trading at such a big discount? Well, currently at the moment, if you buy futures, you do not get dividends because futures don't qualify for those dividends. You certainly don't get any franking. So it is far better to hold physical stocks in the ASX 200 than it is to hold futures. So that's really why they trade at a discount. It's worked out the fair value of those dividends that you will miss out on by holding the futures and therefore discounts that fair value to a negative for the time being. This is the big reporting season time of year. And this is the big time of year when things go ex-dividend and you would get those franking credits. So that's why we have a discount on SPY futures at the moment. Of course, both of them will merge and become one at expiry day because SPY futures are cash settled to the ASX 200 closing cash settlement price. VIX index, as I say, down three points, 9.28%. On the commodities front, 
Well, we should all be fueling up at the moment at the petrol station because Brent crude was up another 69 cents to $90.30, up 0.77%. WTI, which is more the American side of things, up 0.21 of a dollar, 21 cents to 86.82.24%. The Aussie dollar falling below 70 in trade at the moment, 69.88. So a low dollar and a high oil price is not going to bring much comfort if you're filling up a big SUV or four-wheel drive at the moment. Gold was down $8.40 or 0.47%, 1786.60. And the iron ore price had a massive spurt ahead of Chinese Lunar New Year. It was up 6.6%, just about $9.15, up to $147.90. Over the days when it was $90 a tonne and uh, $147.90 now, so a big rally there. Other commodities didn't fare quite so well, though. Copper was down 2.7, nickel down 0.6, aluminium down 0.9, zinc down 0.9, lead down 2.5, and tin down 0.4 of a percent. Mining stocks overseas, we had Freeport McMoran down 2.9%, Alcoa down 1.1, Tech down 4.8, Anglo down 3.7, Glencore down 2.5, Albemarle, which is lithium, was up slightly 0.39 of a percent. Here you can see the S&P 500 after a little bit of a tentative start. Uh, it just cruised on to cruising altitude, up 2.4%, closing the week uh, pretty much unchanged uh, despite all this volatility and spooking of the market. Uh, at the end of the week, really didn't go an awful long way. So uh, we shall see how our market reacts to that today. Major stories today, the RBA is to scrap QE, quantitative easing, and revise up inflation as trade as rates debate builds. In the US, the Atlantic Fed's Bostic says every option on the table, including hikes each meeting, 50 basis point increases. That's not really every option, is it? The only option they have is to put interest rates up and withdraw stimulus. Goldman Sachs bumping 2022 rate projections to five hikes from prior forecast for four. And the Bank of England seen hiking this week, while market expecting little policy shift from the ECB, which is definitely drawing a line in the sand still. The Senate's closing in on a bipartisan deal on Russian sanctions. At least they'll be able to agree on something. I don't know why the UK don't just uh, take the Russian oligarchs' houses off them in London. Stocks have had their worst January since 2008. That's creating buying opportunities. Well, there certainly were buying opportunities on Friday as the market went majorly higher. So those buyers back in in size at the moment. The IPO deal volume down 60% year on year with pooled deals piling up. And there's a lot of cash, I would imagine, earmarked for some of those pooled deals. So that cash will have to go somewhere and maybe back into the existing stocks that are already listed. Treasury investors preparing for volatility as the Fed rolls out humble and nimble approach. Humble and nimble. China's manufacturing sector slowed in January with seasonal factors at play and Beijing is sealing off more residential areas after positive tests. Of course, the Beijing Winter Olympics starts this week with the opening ceremony on Friday. What's on today? Well, what to expect more likely today? Well, it's going to be a tentative open, I guess, on the back of those weak spy futures, also weak commodity prices, with the exception of iron ore. It is also the BHP day when it consolidates and no longer has the dual-listed structure. So that will be interesting to see how they go with that. But in the uh, 
in the US, BHP was down uh, 2.5% and Rio was down 2.6% over there. So um, maybe a little bit of weakness in our market and all eyes will be on announcements. Last day for quarterlies as well. And of course, the RBA meeting tomorrow. The Bank of America has moved forward its date for the rate rise to June. And Goldman Sachs now sees a lift in November. Of course, we have seen uh, 10-year bonds, two-year and five-year bonds all react uh, in anticipation of these rate rises. Today, we get a little bit of economic news, but nothing very exciting. January inflation and December private sector credit. Uh, the January inflation will probably be more uh, well looked at, but we have also seen the recent inflation numbers as well coming out at 3.5%. So we kind of know where that is at the moment. Uh, factory activity in China edged down in January. Official, fishes, official figures showed on Sunday. They never sleep over there. 50.1, just slightly above uh, in the expansion phase. Anything above 50 is counted as expansion, but uh, certainly slowing down. And of course, Chinese and many Asian markets are closed through the week for Lunar New Year celebrations. We do have that all-important RBA meeting tomorrow, first Tuesday of the month, don't forget. And on Wednesday, we get an OPEC meeting just to make things a little bit interesting. We are expecting the, the theme and the uh, communicators say there another 400,000 barrel a day increase in crude production in March is still the expected outcome of this meeting. But who knows what will happen with $90 oil at the moment. We have seen uh, those rises in U.S. technology stocks and in U.S. earnings, 168 of the S&P 500 companies have already reported. 77 have beaten consensus. And of course, tomorrow we do see the first of our reporting season, the official reporting season kicking off in February. Of course, January is quarterlies and confession season and production numbers as well. So we have seen a fair amount of those already but, uh, of course, things start, start to get really interesting from the 1st of February. And we have put together a, uh, a piece on some of the stocks that we've been looking at as a bit of a broad brushstroke across the market and some of the pressures that may be in the market, cost pressures especially, and talking about supply chain disruptions and, of course, staffing issues due to COVID for some. Ten-year yield is 1.77% in the US at the moment. Australia, one94 Germany, 0.05 negative. And there is a hydrogen gold rush happening in South Australia. The third of the state has now been pegged, now been claimed for some sort of hydrogen exploration. So that's a, a, another kind of uh, positive for that hydrogen story. We've got the Aussie dollar below 70. We've got Aussie bullion pretty much, uh, although we did see US bullion prices ease, uh, Aussie bullion is pretty much steady and has been for some time, 25.62. And AEF, which is Australian Ethical, which has been under some pressure at the moment, they are going to list an ETF on Chiax. Its stock code will be AEAE, and that will be reflecting, or reflecting their strategy with ethical investment and their ethical funds. So that will be a way to invest in that through Chiax. Also, newspaper reports today that uh, Monash MVF will be the next takeover target. Uh, IVF, of course, at the moment is under threat, and there's a couple of players playing out for them, but Monash could be the next one to see some sort of bid. 
And it was announced this morning that VGI with Rob Luciano uh, will merge with Phil King's Regal Funds. The merge group will have $6 billion in funds under management and many egos to sort out. So that will be interesting to see how that one plays out. EV sales in Australia have tripled to 20 in 2021. We're now up to 24,078 cars sold last year, which were electric. Our friends electric. That was 2.39% of the car market was electric vehicles. Tesla, the standout there, they sold 15,054. The Porsche Taycan sold around 516. And the first news poll of 2022 shows the coalition support tumbling to 2018 levels just after Malcolm Turnbull was rolled by uh, Scott Morrison in 2018. That seems like a lifetime ago. But that's it on what's happening today. But expect a re- relatively muted start to the week and some uh, less volatility perhaps than we have seen last week. Certainly, hopefully, things will calm down a little bit. But we did see that big rally on Friday. Question of the day today. There are some reports in the papers and the media uh, that house prices will continue to rise even if rates continue to rise. What do you think about house prices? Certainly, they seem to have cooled a little bit. The uh, for sale sign goes up and the sold sign doesn't go up within minutes at the moment in our area at least. It does take a little bit longer to be selling houses. So what will house prices do if the rates rise? That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand plus members. Members helping members is the motto there. We also have our four live uh, podcast streams we have the marcus strategy podcast the on the desk podcast this podcast with the breakfast briefing and the end of day report and also the on the pouch on the couch not the pouch we're not kangaroos on the couch podcast which over the weekend i released one that i recorded last week with nick griffin and james sanitas from Munro Partners, talking about what's going on in the market at the moment and also decarbonisation and how to invest in that theme for the next five or so years. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.